Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio. The Bible says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. God will be as close to you as you are close to him. That's it. But he, he loves all of us the same. He doesn't play favorites. Well, and then one other child now wants something from the parents. He will now go through that child who's uh, favored. I say, can you hear me tell that? And then that child now goes to daddy and says, ah, daddy, I was even thinking, what if we give this person it? I say, yeah, that's true. And then they know that if you want to get something, you go through him. Listen, you don't need to go through anybody. Nobody, you are God's favorite. You are God's favorite. You are the one that sinners need to come and meet and say, look, can you talk to that your daddy for me? Amen. Because you are his favorite child. Every single one of us, we are accepted in the beloved. We are loved of the father. We are his righteousness. We are his righteousness. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. There's something about fear. It opens the door to oppression. And how are you going to rid yourself of fear? By getting established in righteousness. When you know you are the righteousness of God, when you know you can stand boldly in his presence, my God, you'll be fearless. You look the devil in the face and you call his bluff. You just call his bluff. You laugh at him. You laugh at him. You laugh at him. Smith Wigglesworth had this experience many years back. He was sleeping one night. Right from his sleep, he had the sense of the presence of great evil. He woke up out of sleep and then he saw at the foot of his bed, he saw the devil there. He just turned and slept off. He said, oh, so it's you. As in, yeah, yeah. Who thought he was someone, he was a better person. The devil. You know, feet. You see, because the Bible says the angel of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him and delivered them. The Bible says in righteousness shall thou be established. You know, some people, they will start binding and shaking and losing. But when you know you are the righteousness of God, you know, he can't touch this. <laughs> He's too small. He's a nobody. That's righteousness speaking. Amen. We've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So it's a gift. When did we receive it? How did we receive it? We received it when we got saved. When we were made new creatures. That's when we became the righteousness of God. We stand in his presence without a sense of shame. Brother Hagin talked about uh, that 1950 vision. September 2, Rockwall, Texas. He said um, while he was caught up to heaven, the whole thing lasted about an hour and a half. While he was caught up to heaven, he said for the first time, he looked into Jesus' eyes. And when he did, he said immediately he fell at his feet. And he said, no one as unworthy as I should look upon thy face. You know, you think that's worship, right? He's like, how will somebody like me look on your face? I'm not worthy to. And he fell on his feet. He said, Jesus got pretty stern with him. He said, stand upright on thy feet. Said, you are worthy to look upon my face. Said, because I washed you in my blood. I robbed you in my righteousness. Glory to God. We have the righteousness of God. We have access to the Father. We have access to his presence. You know, sometimes in the family, there's a child who's like the favorite of the parents. You know, and that's stupid. Don't do favorites. Don't do it. You want to divide your home. You can go and learn. Go and ask Isaac the trouble it cost him. Go and ask Jacob the trouble it cost him. It causes trouble. Don't do it. Don't have favorites. You know. And let's even say there's someone you have a natural bias for because you're human. Don't show it. Treat everybody the same. Well, now I know, for instance, Jesus had Peter, James, and John who were kind of closer to him. It wasn't because he preferred them. No. 
John will call himself that disciple whom God, whom Jesus loved. You know, he chose to have, the Bible says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. God will be as close to you as you are close to him. That's it. But he, he loves all of us the same. He doesn't play favorites. Well, and then one other child now wants something from the parents. He will now go through that child who's uh, favored. I say, can you hear me tell that? And then that child now goes to daddy and says, ah, daddy, I was even thinking, what if we give this person? I say, yeah, that's true. And then they know that if you want to get something, you go through him. Listen, you don't need to go through anybody. Nobody, you are God's favorite. You are God's favorite. You are the one that sinners need to come and meet and say, look, can you talk to that your daddy for me? Amen. Because you are his favorite child. Every single one of us. We are accepted in the beloved. We are loved of the father. We are his righteousness. We are his righteousness. You know, and then I've heard folks say, okay, I've heard. When I got born again, I became righteous. I understand that. I said, but since getting saved, I've messed up. I've made mistakes. I've goofed. You know, and I've had people tell me that. And what I always tell them is this, well, welcome to the club of we human beings who have goofed. The only person I know who never missed it was Jesus. And they killed him at 833. In case you didn't know. Amen. So welcome to the club. Now, we're not proud of the fact that we missed it. We're not proud of the fact that we sinned. We're not. No, we're not. But you know what? 1 John 1.9 says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 wasn't written to sinners. A sinner can't confess his sin to be saved. What the sinner needs to confess is the lordship of Jesus. According to Romans 10, 9 and 10. The believer. Now, do you lose your righteousness if you sin as a Christian? You don't. You don't. Do you stop being God's child because you made a mistake? No, you don't. You are his child. You are in a right relationship with him. But you got out of fellowship. Do you lose your righteousness if you sin as a Christian? You don't. You lose your sense of it. Your consciousness of it. And rightly so. What do you do if that happens? 1 John 1 9 tells us what to do if we confess our sins. And that word confess, homologio, to say the same things about our sins as he says about them. For one, he says they are wrong. For another, he says that Jesus died and made forgiveness available. So you say the same things about those things that he says about them. You judge yourself. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't right. And from your heart, you appropriate his forgiveness. You are not saying it so that he will know. He already knew. What you are really doing is that you are appropriating forgiveness. I've heard people say, well, when people are sick, we say they should confess their healing. When people are broke, we say, you say that they should confess provision. Why is it that when people sin, you say they should confess their sins? Listen, what you are really doing is that you are appropriating forgiveness. If you're sick and you need healing, you can't get healed except you face up to the fact that you're sick. Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, whoever shall say unto this mountain, so you realize there's a mountain. This is the mountain. Then you speak God's word to the mountain. That's exactly what you're doing. You're facing up to the sin. This is the sin. It wasn't right. I shouldn't have done it. However, there's forgiveness for me. Now, the forgiveness, when was it provided? It was provided 2,000 years ago. It's part of our inheritance in Christ. What you're simply doing is that you're appropriating forgiveness. You're saying the same thing about those sins that God says about them. And he says, first, they are wrong. He also says that Jesus, this sacrifice has done something about that. So you're saying the same things. Then what will God do? The Bible says he's faithful and just. 
He's faithful and righteous to do what? To forgive us. That means that if he doesn't forgive you, after from your heart you confessed it, he's unjust. So really, yes, I know it's mercy you're asking for, but God in his mercy has made his mercy a matter of his justice. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If he doesn't, then he's unfaithful. Then he's turning himself to be a liar. You know, sometimes when people have messed up, missed it, you know, some people think, oh, I'll just cry all night long to God and I'll just keep repenting. Oh, God, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. And they are repenting all night. Some people, they are repenting for three days. Some people, they are repenting for 40 days. Listen, that's just stupidity, stupidity, stupidity. That's all it is. Nonsense. What you're really saying is, God, I know you're a liar. I know you're a liar. If I'll cry long enough, if I'll just cry long enough, oh, if I'll just cry long enough and cry loud enough, maybe I will talk you into the notion of doing what you said you'll do. Stop it. It's nonsense. The moment from your heart, you say, Father, that wasn't right. Now, if you're born again, you don't want to do wrong. If you want to do wrong, you never met Jesus. You have the life of God in you, so you don't want to do wrong. And if you do wrong, your conscience immediately begins to hurt you. And there's something about keeping a tender conscience before God. You never want to get to the place where your conscience becomes uh, insensitive to wrong. Where you get your conscience shared. Can a Christian do that? He can. Some believers, because they've persisted in wrongdoing, they can just do wrong stuff and it's just a sport. Now, if you're in that kind of a shape, you're in bad shape and you need big help. But the believer... Who is walking in all the light he has? The moment you do something wrong, your conscience lets you know the voice of your spirit. Amen. First John 3, 20 and 21. The Bible says if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. It says, but if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. You lose your sense of confidence when you break fellowship, when you do wrong. It's a dangerous place to be. You don't want to be there. And if you get there, you run back out. Some people have a practice. You know, want to church, start a church service and then we say everybody confess the sins you committed. Listen, that's a bad practice. You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemoNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Remo Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Hagen's Remo Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you. Do you want to know your purpose in life? Do you want to learn balanced biblical teachings? Are you hungry for more but confused about where and how to satisfy the longing in your heart? Are you uncertain about what next steps to take in life? We have good news for you. At Kenneth Hagin's Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria, we help believers learn God's word to live a successful and victorious life, discover and walk in God's plan for their lives, and get prepared for the ministry with campuses in Abuja, Putakot, Nasarawa, Kaduna, and Lagos. RPTC is now open for April 2021 school intake. To apply, contact us on 90 1366 Number again, 090-3484-1366 or 080-7657-6163. The number again, 080-7657-6163. You can also visit our website on www.remanigeria.com forward slash apply online. Turn on your passion.